0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Shirts in Time. If you do me a massive favour by following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shirts in Time Pod, that would be absolutely class. Also, can you please leave me a 5 star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me know your favourite and least favourite shirts from the team me and the guests have discussed in this episode. You can play along with Goals in Time, so don't forget to let me know how you got on and that as well. If you want to watch Goals in Time, I will be uploading just that part of the podcast onto YouTube at Shirts in Time Podcast, so you can see the goals for yourselves and watch our reactions to them. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. welcome back to another episode of shirts in time i'm feeling a bit like Thanos now i'm collecting infinity stones i've got billy i've got simo i've got jake and but now finally the last infinity stone the total scream is infinity stone i've got jed aka all things football how are we doing mate
1: <laughs> i don't know about the the last infinity stone i think you're probably scraping the barrel now i'm very well mate i'm very well you just recently you've been recently on your your travels where have you been and why uh, so I went to, uh, I just had an amazing weekend in Germany. We went to a town called Essen, which is near Dortmund. The story behind why we went there, it goes back to October last year. Coventry City played Middlesbrough at home. Uh, we won 1-0 and there was a guy there with a German flag with a, a Kov badge on it who'd come up over from Germany to watch Kov. And uh, my mate and my brother were talking to him in the casino after the game, basically asking about why he'd come over it turns out he supports he has been following us for a couple of years so because my mate was going out to the world cup in qatar like a month after that that game he said "Oh, i'll take the flag with me i'll see if i can get it on telly and uh and so jan um uh, our german mate he actually gave him his flag lee took it out to qatar i don't think he managed to get it on telly but he he certainly took it around with him everywhere he went <laughs> and um we said we'll we'll return the flag to you basically we'll come over and watch an essen game because he supports rotbay essen who are in the third division of of german football so we said yeah we'll come we'll come over and watch a game and we'll bring the flag back for you and we picked a weekend where we thought our season would be finished because none of us expected us to get into the into the playoffs so we thought well, the season finishes at the end uh, end of April we're going May we'll pick sort of mid may and then we'll go and as it happened, um, the way the fixtures fell, Dortmund were playing on the Saturday, Essen were playing on the Sunday, and we were we were only about forty minutes on the train from Dortmund, where we actually stayed. So it was perfect, really. It fell fell really nicely. So um, so we've just gone out there and had a a really good long weekend watching watching football, drinking beer, and um, we we ultimately returned the flag back to Jan.
0: What a weekend! So you've gone to watch uh, yeah. you've gone to watch Dortmund play at the their home ground and then you've come back yes. and did you go to the first uh uh leg of the playoff Coventry Middlesbrough
1: no I, c- I couldn't so we the game the second game we went to which was uh Rockweiss-Essen versus 1860 Munich that kicked off exactly the same time as as Coventry Middlesbrough so um we didn't even get to watch it on tv so we c- couldn't be there obviously I'm a season ticket holder I've been to every home game this season and the most important home game I ended up missing <laughs> because we'd booked this trip. But uh, I did go to the away leg on on Wednesday. So um very, very happy that it worked out that way because in the end, we didn't actually miss too much in the uh, the first leg. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I, I watched yeah. the first, I watched the
0: Middlesbrough is about oh, 20 minutes from me. So I watched the first leg. Obviously, I'm United fan, Michael Carrick's manager. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah, watching course. out for them, but didn't, didn't miss much in the first leg, if I'm being honest with you, mate.
1: No, so it, it kind of worked out pretty well for us, actually, to be honest, because we were all sort of, we were thinking, oh, imagine if we go and win 3-0 and we'll have missed like one of the best games, you know, in, in our in our recent history. So, But um, we ended up having a great weekend and, and like I say, we didn't miss any any goals or anything like that at home. We actually were treated to, to some really good football in Germany as well while we were there. So it's kind of worked out really perfectly. But Dortmund won 5-2 when we were there and the... The Essen game finished two-two, so it was just like constant, constant goals. It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be a few minutes both of the games you went to were like 0 nil one-nil, and Coventry middles Middlesbrough in the first leg. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like I've done, I've done so many neutral games because I'm doing the ninety-two as well. So going all over the, the country, basically watching football from Premier League down to League Two, and you do so many games, and it seems to be like everyone I pick finishes nil-nil, one-nil it's really fucking boring. So I'm really glad that I managed to get to <laughs> managed to get to some decent games over this weekend. It was like a great way to sort of like end off the season. And um, and then obviously we come back from that. We came back on Monday, went to Middlesbrough on Wednesday and and that was probably one of the best the best nights I've ever had um as a football fan.
0: I, I watched I watched the second leg on TV and I just thought Middlesbrough for a bit disappointing to be honest but Coventry were class and the away fans are obviously as well spot on
1: oh yeah yeah we we, we do have a good following home and away we always have a decent atmosphere but away especially like we the, the fans will just sing constantly all game it's just it's just a normal thing and the atmosphere in the home end was great as well they you know Middlesbrough fans are, are some of the better home fans that I've seen actually and uh and they made quite a good noise but but yeah, ultimately, I think we played it perfectly. We kind of, you know, we stood our ground. We took our chance when we got it, and and they didn't take theirs. As simple as that. But uh, yeah, we're off to Wembley. One game from from the from the Premier League. What a week imagine, I've had.
0: <laughs> yeah, I imagine you've got tickets for Wembley then.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sorted straight away. Yeah. I've actually chosen to sit like up in the gods, in like the cheapest seats possible because I'm supposed to be going to Chelsea v Newcastle the day after. So it's going to be a, a more expensive weekend. So. so I've chosen the the cheapest seats possible, right uh, right at the back. But I'm I'm kind of looking forward to having a good view of, of Wembley because we've been there twice. We went for we were there in the Checker Trade Trophy final in 2017 and the League Two playoff final in 2018. And I was kind of near the front both times. And it's such a big pitch, you can't really see what's going on at the other yeah. end if you're if you're so low down. Um so this this time I'm going to be able to see everything, which is uh, which is nice. So really, really looking forward to it. Although I'm a bit nervous already, but you know, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's exciting at the same time.
0: I bet the FA and the, the London police are buzzing that you and Luton are in the playoff final because I was at football the other night uh, and they were on about if like it was a Sunderland Middlesbrough playoff final, then you've just hint, alluded to it there. Newcastle are also in London on the Sunday, so that would have been absolute. Mm. Bedlam and chaos.
1: Yeah, that would have been a bit of a policing nightmare. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty glad that it's worked out the way it has, to be honest. <laughs> are you going um, to the Chelsea game apart sure of the, well.
0: a part of the yeah. night, the 92?
1: Yeah, I need to tick it off. Yeah. I, I, um so I've i kind of arranged that before again we got we got to the the playoff final. So I was kind of all, always going to that anyway. But having said that, I still don't actually have the ticket for it, but um yeah, it's been paid for, so I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to like sort it out. But you got you got to kind of like. I'm sort of getting in through a friend of a friend, if that makes sense. So you have to yeah. like, find your way into to these places when you, when you do the ninety two, especially the Premier League grounds. If it doesn't work out, then uh, I'll just go in the away end when cover there next year. Oh, <laughs> God, that's confidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many of the ninety two of you got left to go? Then is it many or?
1: No, so. If if I can get two shelves, if it all works out as planned, uh, then that would be seventy-seven. So oh, wow. I'll only get 50 to do then, um, which which I should be able to finish next season, hopefully. So yeah, it's good. It's it's, uh, it's a good it's a good number. I started the season, I think, just sort of below fifty. So I managed to do a, a decent chunk this year. Yeah,
0: it's a good number then. When did you start the challenge altogether? Was it just after COVID or before COVID, and COVID impacted it?
1: Yeah, it's kind of just after COVID, I think, actually. So, actually, one of my one of my cousins has has done the ninety two, and he he came to a few Cov games with us when we were kind of in League One, League Two, because he needed to tick the the grounds off basically. And he's a West Ham fan, so he was wasn't really ever going to get to places like Accrington Stanley with West Ham. Um, so, so we would get him coffee tickets. He'd come, he'd come with us and he was doing it. Then he finished it before COVID. And after that, my, my brother decided that he wanted to do it after COVID. I basically have tagged along with him doing it and managed to tick loads off myself. And then when I decided that I actually wanted to do it, I was kind of like in the, in the thirties, just having gone to mostly cover away games at that point. And then. Like I say, yeah, I started sort of tagging along with my brother, going to more neutral games to get get them ticked off. He's now managed to finish it this season, so he completed his one in April. We went to a thrilling nil-nil draw at Swindon <laughs> for uh, for his finish. So I don't know where I'll, I don't know where I want to finish mine. I've got to sort of plan it out, but hopefully I get a good game for it.
0: <laughs> I imagine when you you turn up to them like the nil-nil's at like Swindon, that you're thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> like, There's been, this, especially this season as well, there's been a lot of games where I've been to some absolutely boring games and I've missed out on some really good cover-away days as a result of it. So there was a game where we beat Huddersfield 4-0 away. And uh, I think, I can't remember where I was that day, but it was, it was somewhere shit. <laughs> um, I remember being, I was at Wickham v Barnsley and that finished 1-0 and that was the day when we we beat Blackpool 4-1 away from home and it was like a, a, a you know partying. and we had um we we went 3-0 somewhere recently as well and I we went I was at a, a shit 1-0 Lincoln v Oxford like <laughs> just like there's just so many so many days where I've been sat there just sort of freezing thinking where well, yeah, why am I doing this but yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it's a good um it is. It is. It is fun. It is fun. Well, I think when you are neutral at a game, you don't have as much like you are not really invested in it because yeah. you don't really care about the result. You are just there to sort of tick the ground off. So, so that's why when it's a really good game, it makes it even better. But when it's a, a bit of a crap game, you kind of think, "Well, I am definitely never coming back here." You know. <laughs> What's like the best stadium you've been to then? Oh, um, so I put them into like new stadiums and old stadiums as categories. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's because so fair, they're is they it? are just different. So newer stadiums, I'd say probably Tottenham is is the most impressive stadium. Like that is just it's just a beautiful thing to look at when you're inside. I think outside it doesn't really look very impressive, but inside it's just it it's that big end that they've got, um, which is all sort of standing behind the goal, it just looks class. And it's it's massive as well. Like the size of it just really impressed me. Um Older stadiums. My favourite is probably Fratton Park from Portsmouth because I went to I went to uni in Portsmouth and I lived around the corner from Fratton Park. I went there quite a few times and and even when they were in League Two, they were kind of selling probably seventy five percent of the ground out and and the the fans there are just really passionate. They there's that one guy with the fucking bells and the the drum and everything he just doesn't and the, stop and the wig, going the whole the game wig and, everything as well. and it does it does generate a bit more of an atmosphere yeah yeah he's he's always there he just like it does generate a bit more of an atmosphere and you just can't help but kind of like get sucked into to Pompey a little bit um so yeah and Fratton Park is is it's old but it, it's got a lot of character so yeah that's probably my favorite favorite older ground I'd say
0: do you what do you prefer then, out of the two? Do you prefer the the newer stadiums that are obviously state of the art, look nice on the eye, or do you prefer the older stadiums that are old and derelict, but they have the tradition and the history and whatnot behind them?
1: No, I prefer the older stadiums. There's there's just something like there's they they've got more history and and character about them. Whereas like I look at even even a ground like like Cobbs Ground at the CBS Arena. It's just, it is just a bowl, you know, it's it's the same on three sides. And then one side is, one side is a bit of corporate and, and that's pretty much it. And, and we do, we do well to get an atmosphere going in there, to be honest, but there's nothing about it that would tell you it's a, it, it's, it's like our home, if that makes sense. And that's probably because we don't really own it, but <laughs> even at places where like, like Leicester, for example, you you look around there and they've got all their pictures everywhere and stuff and it's like they've tried to make it feel like as much as home as possible but ultimately it just looks like any other stadium when you're inside i think that's that's the difference is it's kind of how it looks and whereas all the old grounds are kind of built differently they've got yeah some of them are really tight towards the pitch some of them have got one stand one big stand at one end and then the rest of them are all like tiny and it's just it's just it, yeah i think the dif- the difference in them is what makes it like more interesting being there have you ever thought about
0: so when you're doing the the 92 challenge or just going to other games in general have you ever thought about like collecting shirts from that club
1: no i think that that would be a bit of an expensive hobby to be fair um, <laughs> <laughs> collecting collecting shirts and stuff i don't really do much collecting from the teams like that I actually go to because sometimes you're in the uh, sometimes i go in the away end when when I go to places the only team that I've really kind of got a bit of a soft spot for through doing the 92 is Leighton Orient because a bit of a, a bit of a I unique went there team. yeah yeah so I went there I actually I took my missus with me when when I went there uh, because we were going <laughs> I bought our tickets to a musical in London and specifically booked it on an international break so I wouldn't miss a cov game as, as you do <laughs> And I wanted to tick a ground off while I was there, so I kind of I convinced her to come to Leighton Orient with me because the, the tickets were cheap. It was like a fiver for a ticket, so I said, "Look, I'll buy you a ticket. Just come, like come with me." But the show is not till later on anyway, so we can go to the game and then and then we can go to your show after. So, so that's what we did, and then we went to Leighton Orient and just had a a really sort of like lovely day. The ground itself is really old, full of character. The team is is a an old team they're like very sort of community based like that i thought the fans were quite decent as well considering the amount of teams that are in london especially in that area they're kind of around west ham they had they had quite a decent support and i just i kind of just thought yeah this would be like a a good team to kind of follow I, i ended up doing a football manager save with them just sort of over the summer when i was a bit bored just to see how sort of high up i could take them and that got me a little bit more invested so i kind of knew a few more of the players and stuff and then this season when that started me and my brother were kind of looking at games to go to and places that we needed to tick off and one of them was Barrow one of them was Hartlepool so we were looking at international breaks uh, because obviously again like you know we're not we're not going to miss a cough game during the international break so it's a perfect opportunity to go and take a game off if if you're doing a a 92 Uh, and we looked at Hartlepool, so the international break in September, Hartlepool and Barrow were both at home, um, I think, but the away team at Barrow was late in Orient, and in the March international break, they were both at home, but the away team at Hartlepool was late in Orient, so Orient (laughs) were away, like, both international breaks, so I was like, well, like, we might as well just go with late in Orient both times and just kind of, like, follow them, so, I like, we ended up basically, we ended up doing that. And obviously they've gone on and won League Two this this year. So they've got, we've seen some good football from them as well. And they've kind of like stormed away with the league. Um, so I did, I ended up buying a Leighton Orient shirt, but just because I sort of got the, the bug a little bit for them this year. But that's probably, that besides uh, Portsmouth, they're the only other sort of like English club that I have. Because I, I bought Portsmouth shirt, obviously, because I lived down there for a bit but yeah late in orient i picked that up just through sort of following them this year yeah um, yeah that's that's probably the only one i don't like i said i wouldn't buy i wouldn't buy a shirt from everywhere because that is, that is an expensive probably um, <laughs> that's what you can do next then
0: after you've completed the 92 challenge you can go on to the 92 shirt challenge
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what i'm saying that there's a guy i know who um there's a fellow Cobb fan um lewis he's on he's i think i think he's called lewis shirts on on twitter he's got about a thousand football shirts and he has actually got like every club in in the uk like it's absolutely ridiculous how many he's got um but he was doing that the he he, he told me he wanted to like buy a shirt from every team in the championship or something i think it was last season as like a, a look a good luck thing basically for, for cov obviously didn't work out that well um so <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's come good for us this season i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah the looks the looks came along the way it's just a bit later than expected
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so how many how many shirts have you got in your collection then
1: i think i'm kind of pushing 150 now i don't i haven't really counted them for for a long time but i'd say it's probably around that that number I just keep I keep accumulating more i bought a rock vice Essen shirt on you know over the weekend when i was there because it i felt like i needed to have a shirt from there um i didn't buy a dortmund shirt because i already had this season's home kit so what i did is i just took it with me and asked them to print bellingham on the back for me um which they did so i just sort of kind of got that upgraded while i was there um but the essence shirt i bought that was the latest edition, and yeah, it takes me to somewhere around 150. But I'll have to actually sit down and count them at some point.
0: I think you'd be very surprised at the number after you've counted them, because I had a Tim football shirts my wife hates on last week, and he was saying he has, <laughs> he thinks he has about 300. And then I explained to him, well, I thought I had 30 or 40 odd, and then I sat down and counted, and I had 70 or 80. So that number doubled in front of my eyes. So you might be in for a surprise, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You just you just kind of forget about some of them, don't you? Like, yeah. got, like I know I've got like a, a Kaiser Chief shirt somewhere, and I haven't seen that for about a year. So, like, <laughs> you just kind of like it's just they just accumulate, don't they? I've got yeah, I have a rail here in my. In, I'm basically just in my back bedroom, but I've got a rail there which has kind of like name sets and more of my like favorite shirts on there. Yeah. And then I've got some in a wardrobe, some under my bed, some in another wardrobe. And just they kind of just get around everywhere, don't they? So
0: what's in the collection then? Is it mainly Coventry shirts or is it coventry shirts and when you've gone to a European away they or you've got a an inkling for a, a European or a worldwide team, you've picked that up as well.
1: Yeah, it started out as trying to collect cov shirts and England shirts mostly. And a a big chunk of it is still is still those but I now have quite a lot of random teams as well. So I I'd started to kind of like make a list of the big, the bigger teams around the world that I kind of wanted a shirt from, um, you know, like your Barcelona's and Real Madrid's and, you know, Ajax, Dortmund, places like that. So I've kind of ticked all of those off now. And then I've got ones that I, I like just purely for like the look of them. So it's like the forward Madison shirts, for example, and, um, the Nigeria 2018 shirt I mean that was a purchase just because like, it's a, just a really really cool kit so it's kind of a, a mixture of those <laughs> uh, gotta lo- love the Nigeria shirts ain't ya you? you gotta love the Nigeria yeah, shirts absolutely <laughs> the the 2018 one for me is just it's different class the, the the more recent ones I kind of I strayed away from because I thought they were cool but I didn't love them as much as the the 2018 one but um, I did that thing where I got the 2018 one for like 15 quid off Sports Direct. Uh, it is it is two XL, but um, I remember someone tweeted a link for it when when that happened, and I was just like straight on, and you had to like pre-order it. And this was like probably like 2021 or something, like that, 2020 or 2021 when it, when that happened, got uh, got it through that, and I was just like, yeah, like I've, I don't care whether I'm not going to wear it or not. I've got <laughs> I've got it in the collection, and that's it. So. But yeah, my, when I first sort of started properly collecting, like I say, it was more just Covent England and then it it's kind of just spiralled from there um, into just other other shirts that I think are, are cool and teams that I think have some sort of like small sort of recognition for. Do you have a
0: lot of... So when you're getting the Coventry shirts, are you getting them just plain, plain Jane or are you getting like name sets on the back of them?
1: Yeah, I... I tend to get um, plain shirts these days because I like to wear them, and I think when when I've got a name set on a shirt, I get more scared to wear it because I know I'm going to have to wash it more.
0: Oh, it sounds yeah, weird,
1: yeah. but no, that, I, no I, 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 just I just try, I try, and, I I try not to that, wear actually. the name set ones because of that, because yeah, because I don't want to have to like wash it so often that it starts ruining the name set. And so name sets, I kind of I buy to have them, and then will very occasionally wear them. So, yeah, at the moment, I, I do just get plain Cobb shirts. I kind of regret that in the last couple of seasons because we've had so many good players that I would want to have a name set from that I've yeah. I've sort of toyed with getting a name set for them and just ultimately ended up not getting one because I just thought, well, if I do that, then I'm probably not going to wear it as much. So, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. But um my, my mate, so the guy I was with in Germany, uh, Jan, he has an absolutely insane collection of nameset shirts like he's got a basement full of, of football oh, wow. stuff which is just absolutely incredible he's got rails of shirts in there that he's got some match-worn shirts on the walls he's got like scarves everywhere and it's literally just like a kind of his like everything that he's sort of, sort of passionate about, just just like shoved into one room. It's amazing. He's got all of the Cov shirts from recent seasons, all with names on the back. And I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have
0: to try and sneak <laughs> this into my
1: bag, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind <quality>. of. <laughs> yeah, didn't manage to get away with any, though, unfortunately. <laughs> that sounds like absolute heaven. You know, like me and
0: you both have our little back rooms with a little rail, and he has a whole basement dedicated That's- to it all. <laughs>
1: genuinely mate it's like i think it's a, i think it's more it seems to be a thing in germany to like have have a basement just full of of stuff because the guy we went to a basement bar on um on the match day like jan took us to this this guy's house and it's literally he has a bar in his basement where a few like home fans will go in basically just have a drink he's got He's got a dartboard in there he's got a big projector with like screens and it's quite a big basement as well like you could fit easily like 30 odd people in it it's so, like quite comfortably so like we were just in there before before and after the game and i was just like i feel it's mad i'm just in some random guy's house right <laughs> like, it's like where's the toilet mate it's like yeah just go up the stairs into my house and just use the toilet so um, he had like like football stuff all around as well. It's like it just seems to be like a pretty like like a common thing over there. Whereas I guess it's like the equivalent of having like a, a little man cave here.
0: Yeah, a lot of people nowadays seem to have uh, bars and stuff in the back garden. They don't have a big
1: basement dedicated to it to a bar having strangers yeah, in no, from different no, countries. I mean, the, the basement, <laughs> literally, uh, the, the bit like we were just we were just everyone we were just the guests there, but everyone was kind of like. What are you doing here? <laughs> it was like <laughs> weird to see this guy <laughs> bring the flag back for him, but like everybody loved it. Everybody sort of just loved the fact that we were like getting into it. And I was just trying. There was like even at the game, the people I was kind of sat next to were just random German people didn't actually speak a lot of English, but they were just kind of trying to teach me the the chants and everything. Yeah. And like you just try and you just try and get in the spirit of it when you're uh, when you're in these places. It was great. Have you managed to pick up any match one commentary stuff then? Oh. No, I haven't actually. No, it's, it's not some, I don't really go for them a lot. And whenever we seem to do an auction of like more recent shirts, they, they tend to go to the people with the most money, basically. So I'm kind of like recently I've probably been putting more money into actually going to the football matches than than buying the shirts. So yeah, I haven't managed to get any match warm stuff. I've got a couple of signed shirts, That are are up in frames and stuff in the living room. Um, (laughs) But besides that, uh, yeah, I have yet to yet to get a match worn shirt. But it's it's something that I'll I'll probably have eventually one day.
0: How on earth have you managed to get framed shirts into your living room? How on earth have you got permission to do
1: that? (laughs) (laughs) The power of the power of persuasion, (laughs) mate. It just it just they look really nice. I was like, there's there's nowhere else for them to go really. That's my, that's my, my argument. I actually, initially I just wanted one, uh, which I bought (laughs) off eBay and it's from 2005, six, which is like one of my, one of my more favorite kits basically from when I was a kid. So I managed to get that. I got it off eBay and I I managed to convince, um, to convince Hannah to let me have that one off in the living room. And then I actually, I was given another one by, by the club as like a, a prize. And I, I was like, well, I've I've got this one now. So this is also going to have to go up in the living room. I was like, I can't have one upstairs and one downstairs because that's going to look weird. So so I managed to sort of swing two that way. But I'm, I, there's no room for a third though, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find that's a way, way to sneak that ask. third. You have, <laughs> yeah, you'll find a way
0: to sneak it in somewhere, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, eventually.
0: So what would you say over the years has been your favourite uh, coventry
1: shirt? That's a, a difficult question because we actually have, we have quite a lot of, of great kits, to be honest. The one I'm wearing at the moment is I think it's ninety seven, ninety-eight, or ninety-eight, ninety-nine. And all of our nineties stuff is just it's just beautiful. Like we had some some crazy away kits in the nineties, like the one with the red and black squares and the yellow and purple stripes. In the noughties, they kind of got a little bit more boring, I'd say but the away kits were still pretty good. We had the one that looked like an Ajax kit, which was decent. I think favourite kit for me would probably be the, the two-tone kit that we had in League One a couple of seasons ago. Um, the third kit that was brought out purely because we played some absolutely brilliant football in that, in that kit. I had a great sort of set of players and it just looks it's just a stunning kit. I think Humboldt really have, have never sort of let us down since since they came back. And that was like the first, was it first or second? I think it was the first season that we actually had them back again. And it just, it's just kind of set the bar there.
0: Is that League Two kit, the one that looks a bit like a Malaga home shirt with the blue and white stripes?
1: Uh, no, it's, it's the third kit. So it's black and white. Um, and it's the two-tone it was basically they brought it out to celebrate like 40 years of ska music coming from um, from Coventry but it was just an absolutely iconic kit and it has it has a lot of sort of sentimental value i think to me as well from that time it was like the season where we won the league we won league 1 my mate had uh, had a baby and that was his like first kit that he bought for him basically was the two tone kit it was like iconic and that—that's what sort of happened during that season. Um, it was that—it was that nice. But even—even even my missus wanted one, and she doesn't even like, you know, she's not really that interested in football. So, it's for me that is, is, it had that much of a kind of impact? It's like that—that that is my—is my, is my favourite kit. Yeah,
0: I've just—I've just, I've just realised which one you're on about. Yeah, that is a nice. Yeah. Thing. Looking back over the '90s and the early '90s, Subaru and Peugeot sponsors. There's something about them sponsors I love.
1: Yeah, They were class. They were class. I mean. They don't like for me. The sponsors were kind of more; they stood out more in in that kind of era of football. But like nowadays, everyone just has like a betting sponsor or you know crypto and things like that, and it's just boring, isn't yeah. it? Whereas yeah, we had just a big, massive Subaru just slapped across the front of the of the shirt. But that kind of added to to like it's, it being memorable because every team had one of those kind of iconic sponsors. But yeah, that literally it like pretty much every kit that we had throughout the nineties was, was really, really nice. I I can't think of one that I actually dislike from that whole sort of decade. And I've got a few of them as well. And, and I kind of, I don't really like them to wear because they're the sizing on them is, is absolutely all over the place. (laughs) So I prefer to wear more like modern shirts, but yeah, to look at, they're just absolutely incredible. Yeah, having a look
0: back through, actually, I've just remembered when I was I've stopped doing it now because was, it was getting overtaken by a certain Geordie fan page. When I was doing the best <laughs> Premier League shirt of yeah. all time, and that 1993 <laughs> well nineteen ninety two to 1993 Coventry shirt won the season. Are you a fan of that shirt or not?
1: Yeah, I am. I think it's nice. Um, the I wouldn't know how I wouldn't really know how you describe it. It's kind of like sky blue with like shiny white bits going through it <laughs> it's it's, it's just I, it's just, just very nice yeah very 90s, no, i think it? it's i think it's a, a gorgeous kit yeah it is that was the first the first season of the premier league um yeah so that's it, it's a, just really nice yeah it's just it's just it stands out doesn't it and it, it just looks it just looks really classy they did actually homel did a kind of tribute to that in our first season back in the championship about three years ago they um the home kit that they brought out had that kind of pattern on it on on the the lower half, which was nice. But, but yeah, the the original, not obviously the, the original thing is just a different class.
0: Yeah, you see that quite a lot nowadays when a more recent brand or a new uh, a new brand will come in to a team and they'll try throw back to the to the old style. You've seen it with Burnley; they stand out straight away for the season. Even United shirts this season, especially the away shirt, throws back to the yeah. trouble winning season for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I like it when when brands do a callback to a like a previous shirt. Hummel have done it pretty much every season with us. Now they did the first year was a nod to the um, the the nineteen eighty eight uh, Hummel kit, which is kind of like the half and half one. the The second year they were with us, they did the the 92, 93 kit. The third year they were with us, they brought out a a third kit that was kind of it had the two-tone thing on it, but it had like this sort of egg timer piping from the old Admiral kits back in the day. And then that has also continued into this year's kit. And And the Away kit is purple and yellow, which is also the same as one of our 90s Away kits. So it's just all throughout like every kit that they've done, basically, there's been some kind of theme there or some kind of nod to, um, to a previous kit. And it's just it's like the effort that they put into it and the thought that goes into it, I think, is what sets them apart as like one of the better kit manufacturers at the moment. I, mean, I don't think there is anybody better at the minute than Hummel for um, for their actual designs. Yeah, even looking at the goalkeeper kit
0: with the with like the rainbow style pattern, that's even, that's even a throwback to Denmark back in the 90s yeah, and teams yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I, I've got one of those from this season. It's um, it's really nice, really nice. That it was like a mad scramble when they brought that out because there was only like limited stock. And, um it was like not impossible to get hold of one, but, uh, my brother got me one for my birthday, which is good. So, <laughs> yeah
0: are you more are you a fan more than of I know you've just kind of said that you you like the modern brands redoing the old stuff, but are you a, more, a are you a bigger fan of the old stuff or the newer stuff than when it comes to shirts?
1: I think to wear probably the new wear the newest stuff, but look at the old stuff if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely makes sense
1: yeah because they are like there's it there's it's nice it is nice now i do like to see the the brands like you know calling back to previous kits and things like that but without the first without the previous kit there originally you know they've they've got nothing to call back to so i think you have to kind of favor the the older ones i mean if i if i could if i could have all of the old cuff kits in my collection i'd I'd have them already um but (laughs) I'm um, just kind of yes, one of those things that you kind of slowly build over time. <laughs> are they quite hard to find, or are they quite readily available? They they pop up every now and then. Um, classic football shirts usually are all right for for cough kits sometimes, and and eBay is probably the the place where I see most of them. But they just go for silly money now. The night the nineties ones, they go for sort of hundred and fifty quid minimum, and that's um, you know. That's 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 all three of our our shirts from this season. So yeah, I'd I'd rather just sort of buy all, all three of this season's shirts than uh, than pay that on one. Which is why I I kind of I've let a lot of the '90s ones kind of go. But you never know; people might get bored of them and, and want to shift them on at some point.
0: I, I yeah, like I said, I can't stop looking at these shirts from the '90s, especially the away and shirts oh sorry the goalkeeper shirts as well actually they're just they're unbelievable
1: yeah do you know what the best goalkeeper kit that we've ever had and i'll die on this hill um it's an orange and yellow spiderweb design and it's just it was from the beginning of the the noughties like 2001 2002 i think it was and i remember watching us play and the goalkeeper wearing that kit and i remember just thinking this just looks insane and to buy one now like they're they're one of the rarest kits that i've ever seen and there's one that's been on ebay for like five years but it's a small so nobody's ever bought it (laughs) like it's, it's the only one i've ever seen kind of like going around in circulation but it's absolutely gorgeous it's literally like bright orange bright yellow sort of like stripes or circles or something and then the front has like a literal spider web like pattern on it and it's just absolutely it like it it's such an incredible goalkeeper kit if if there's one one kit that's kind of like my holy grail of of cov kits it's that but the chances of getting one are just like non-existent (laughs) so yeah that is that's such a unique and weird design i was having this
0: uh discussion funny enough with Billy because he was after all the uh Aston Villa Emmy Martinez shirts, goalkeeper shirts are st- stupidly rare and hard yeah, to get hold of. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's just less demand for them, I think. Which mm. like is is kind of understandable, but like it is again, it's also a shame because in, in later years, like you know, like I say, they're really hard to, to actually get hold of. The people who've got them don't really want to part with them because they bought them because they wanted them. <laughs> like if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. But yeah, that that kit, I don't I don't know who designed it, but at the time we were having our I think our kits were made by Lecoq sportif. It was either Lecoq Sportif or they were being made in-house by like some like some actual like CCFC company. But whoever like yeah. whoever's responsible for it, fair play, because it's just absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Even the uh
0: away shirt from that 2001 2002 season that instantly reminds me of uh the lazio away shirt from that time as well
1: yeah we had the thing that annoys me about that is that the sponsor's not in the the blue bit it's kind of like below yeah yeah. there's one that's bit, got yeah. the badge like really low down the the shirt as well but it is it is it is central so i'll let them off because i do like a central <laughs> badge but yeah some of them are, are just are um are a bit strange for but... The best, the best one from that kind of period, in my in my opinion, was the away kit from I think it was two thousand and three, two thousand and four, which is literally it's like it literally looks like an IAX kit, but it's just that for me is iconic because that's one of the first kits that I remember actually having as a kid, and it was just yeah, it was it was just stunning. I've got one now, but sadly it doesn't fit me because the sizing's all over the place. So yeah, I'm looking at that now. Was think... that
0: is that made by an in house yeah. as
1: well? I think yeah, that's
0: an in-house as well. So I think they've yeah, definitely gone. Who, yeah.
1: Who's was an, an iconic, one?
0: Yeah.
1: Who's an iconic looking team? Oh, Ajax. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Use that. we'll use that for <laughs> our, we'll our weekend. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them. Like, it, it looks really good. But I, I remember when I bought that shirt, the one that I've got at the minute, it cost me. I think it was thirty-five quid or something like that from Classic Football Shirts. And if you wanted to buy one now from Classic Football Shirts, you know you'd probably pay 100 quid for it because it's it's 20 years old so it's crazy how the how much the sort of the market's like saturated in the last few years where you know the football shirts getting more and more popular but it's it's also a good thing because you know more people are interested in shirts more people to to talk about it you know
0: yeah definitely mate that's a definitely definitely good way of looking at it. a lot everyone that's come on here we We've always ended up on this conversation of how the ma- uh, the market saturated and the prices have gone up and stuff. But if you look at it on the positive note like that, it's more eyes and more ears on it. You know, you're going to meet people and talk to people about similar interests, and that's only a good thing, isn't it? So,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, it, ultimately, I think like it, it is a good thing. You look at some of the things that that have happened within like the the community on Twitter um, or the charity things that have been done over the years and all the events that are happening now and that kind of thing just wouldn't have been possible you know five or six years ago because the the interest probably wasn't there in it whereas it is now so it's 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 nice from that perspective but yeah ultimately we've probably all got to end up paying an extra 20 30 percent more on shirts and the rest (laughs) for um, ones that you want yeah it's the price you pay unfortunately
0: Right, Jed. We'll jump into goals in time.
1: Lovely. I mean, as long as I can sort of compete with, with Billy and, and Jake and Simo, that's my my main aim for this, is to just not lose to them. <laughs> that is do you want me to tell you who the top two are in the whole
0: of the whole of goals in time? Go on. Go on. First is Jake, and second's Billy. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I'm coming I'm coming for the top of the league then, that's me.
0: <laughs> and then if you if you don't start doing too well, uh Simo's down in ninth, so you have a bit of a bit of a thing to fall back onto.
1: Yeah, where he belongs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, well, so your first goal, Jed. I've done you a, a solid favour here. On the 17th of May twenty twenty three, so two days ago. Okay. Coventry beat Middlesbrough 1 oh, yes, 0 at the Riverside. Yes. <laughs> it was Gustavo, is it
1: Hamer or Hamer? How do you say his surname? We say Hamer. Um, Sky sports, for some reason, say Hamer. But uh, yeah, we all, okay. we all say Hamer. <laughs> we'll go with Gustavo Hamer then. Yeah, this is Gustavo Hamer
0: scoring the goal to send Coventry City yeah. to Wembley. <laughs> Lifting
1: that ball forward, Stephen say, is hear. away from his goal, and this is a chance for Jochenes. And there now it's Harmer. Gus scores! Coventry City make their move! I actually, I do know the answer to this because, um, so I'm going to slip a plug in here for my blog. Um, but I'll write a blog, I've sort of in the last couple of months or so made my own um, blog website. And I've just been kind of writing blogs on them. I did do a blog about Middlesbrough away the other night and I looked up when Hamer's goal went in and it was the 57th minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <well. laughs> that's probably the, the, no. the
0: quickest and easiest answer anyone's ever had on here. But yeah, obviously, that's absolutely bang on. So, you can hear Jacob Billy screaming at the minute, saying, oh, you gave him a fucking easy one. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. cares? Fuck him. <laughs> Your second goal, Jed... W- it got the game got mentioned earlier on in the episode on the twentieth of May, twenty eighteen, Coventry City beat Exeter City three one at Wembley, and this is Grimmer's oh, goal yes.
1: to make it three one. Ah, I knew you were gonna do Grimmer's goal because yeah. the first two happened like quite close together. <laughs> okay, it's a beautiful goal, by the way. Bayless, this Nile is multi. It's Grima. It's another stunner! Said he loved a picture for Wembley! What a goal! What a goal! A different, different um, I'm going to use my sort of memory on this one because I know we scored the first goal about three or four minutes after half time, and then there was another one sort of like within quick succession of that. So uh, this one, I think it's around the kind of sixty-four minute mark, or something. that's my guess, sixty-four. It was the sixty-eighth minute, so only four minutes out. Oh, so I knew I was in the yeah. ballpark. In the ballpark. I've given you not the first one I think was you should a bit. Give of... me that one, to be honest, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the first one was a bit of an easy one. The second one, <laughs> you know, a bit harder. These, uh, this next, this next one's. A yeah. Difficult one, I'd say, but it's not. It's also a very iconic goal. I, I compl- okay. when I got the clip for this, I didn't realize this was the actual goal. So even I have recognized this goal. On the twenty eighth of December, nineteen ninety seven, Coventry City beat Man United three two, and this is Darren Huckerby's goal yeah. to make it three two. One down to two two, Coventry City, and they're looking for more goals too. Huckerby again good tight control he's going all the way is he going to
1: finish he is oh a magnificent goal from Darren Huckabee what a goal what a goal so I was going to say I'm probably going to find it more more difficult for games that I wasn't at um and obviously I wasn't at that game I was only about six months old at the time so um (laughs) I know it happened late on in the game, though. So I'm going to go for the 88th minute because I know it was like a kind of last-minute sort of brilliant goal. It was Jed in the 88th minute, absolutely bang on. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, that is quite an iconic uh, Cov goal. To be fair, I don't think there's a single Cov fan who hasn't seen that. Like it gets played all the time, and Huckerby is an absolute legend in Cov.
0: Well, if you found that one not difficult, but you said you struggled because you weren't that old, you might find this one a bit harder then. Because on the 11th of May in 1997, Coventry beat Tottenham 2-1. And this was apparently the greatest escape ever. That's what the website told me when I have Googled the goal.
1: Oh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we were dead and buried and then we managed to sort of come back and and survive on the last day of the season. This is Paul Williams making it 2 0 in a game that finished 2 1.
0: Corner. Williams! Two negation favourites have taken a 2 0 lead against Tottenham Hotspur. That's only Paul Williams' second goal of the season. Corner kick taken by Gary McAllister. Williams just in ahead of the Tottenham defender. It's a great finish. I'll give him that. <laughs>
1: It's a great finish, yeah, um, yeah. I think that was literally like last day of the season, and we we had to win to stay up, and like we managed to do it. I'm gonna go for this. Is a total guess. The 41st minute, the
0: 39th minute.
1: Was oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That's well <laughs> close. Oh, wow. I'm so close. I can't believe that. I I thought it, in my head I was thinking it might be second half, but. I, there's something that something said to me, like, yeah, it feels like the kind of thing we would have done, like, be two nil up at half time and then have a really nervous like second, second half. Yeah, oh, I'm, um, I'm impressed by myself there. I don't know how I've done managed to do that. <laughs> so, Jed, going into the last goal, you have
0: a total score of six, which is just, is ridiculous, isn't
1: it? Really, let's be honest. <laughs> That's a, is that a winning score at the minute?
0: Uh, I'd say so. Yeah. But there's always oh, it's God. never it, it's yes. never over <laughs> till it's over in goals and time. If you get this in lesson, if you get the, get this in lesson uh, lesson ten, you've come top and you've beaten everyone, not just the total screen with lads, everyone. <sighs>
1: Oof. Okay, no pressure.
0: <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Your last goal, Jed. On the 26th of September, 2007, Coventry City (laughs) beat Man United (laughs) 2-0 at Old Trafford. And this is Musford to make it 2-0.
1: What a hero. Do you know what? Again, this is one that I'm going to struggle with, purely because I wasn't there. And the reason why I wasn't there is because my mum wouldn't let me and my brother go because it was a school night. Um, And we've genuinely never forgiven her. So, literally never, never forgiven her for it. <laughs> so, this money that um, came on Ger- Gerard Piquet. Yeah,
0: the way, this one not- stings.
1: This stings a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so close to a fabulous goal from one end to the other. Here goes Misford again. The referee plays the advantage. It's four on two here. Time to Misford. It's his and Coventry's second.
1: So, Jed, what just a to goal. remind you... <laughs> in less, what
0: in less God. than ten, in
1: less than ten. I know it was the second. I know it was in the second half, so that that narrows it down. Something's telling me it was kind of in the seventies as well. So I'm gonna go seventy-eight is my guess.
0: I can tell you, Jed, that that goal was scored in
1: oh the seventieth minute. So you've done it. Oh, okay. So I've done it. I've done it anyway. Yes, you done it. <laughs> yes, come on. Wow. else? I know you've been. I know you've. Absolutely. I know you've been. More, on... a week! It just keeps getting better.
0: Yeah. I know you've been on a week, a weekend, a weekend on the beers in Germany. You've been to Dortmund. You've seen Coventry reach a playoff final. You're going to Wembley, but I know this is the pinnacle of your week,
1: isn't it? Hundred percent, mate. I mean the the yellow wall is one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but this has given me more pleasure than, than looking at that <laughs> uh, wow so you finished I can't wait to get back of... in the group chat and just
0: fucking <laughs> oh, just... you finished with a total score of 14 which is, is that 14. Total, that's, number, that's less than like 3 minutes an average
1: a goal <sighs> that's ridiculous mate that's pretty good to be fair that's pretty good it's not I mean, pretty, did, that's not pretty good it's you ridiculous you did give me an easier one you gave me you gave me an easier one in in the one that happened this week but uh if it weren't for the blog i probably wouldn't have known the answer to that so um,
0: yeah i thought i thought it might have tricked you to be fair cause i thought you might have been too busy celebrating to remember it but then you said you but that's what you get for writing blogs isn't it so i
1: remember i remember yeah well also i remembered Turning around, I was right underneath the scoreboard at the game. I remember we finished celebrating. I turned around and I went, "Fucking hours, half an hour left." <laughs> so, it was like, so please hang on.
0: <laughs> oh well, no, thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute blast. It's been an
1: absolute pleasure coming on, Jake. Thank you very much for uh, having me on.
0: Please do yourself the honour, mate, of shouting your your Instagram, your Twitter, and your blog as well mate because i had a little read of it before we went live and it is really a really interesting read so please give a shout out mate
1: thank you yeah so um uh, so twitter i'm all things football across everything so uh twitter is 80 football underscore one i think i'm the same on instagram TikTok, i think i just have all 80 football one because i like to make TikToks from the games that i go to and they seem to be doing okay at the minute so and uh the blog it's just called the all things football blog. Um, the link to that is in my bio on like everything. Um, I can't, I don't remember what the link is now. It's like atfblog.co.uk or something like that. Um, so yeah, anyone who's listening, if they haven't been too bored by my, my stories, um, then there's, there's plenty more on, on the blog and, um, and elsewhere.
0: Yeah. I'll make sure I put everyone's Twitter and Instagram in the, in the bios anyway but I'll make sure to put the the blog in as well mate. Thank you again for coming on.
1: <laughs> no, like I said thanks mate it's been an absolute pleasure. Sports Social Podcast
0: Network